0: Listen, listen, I hustle over time, attempt to push the culture forward. Just that real shit. make a meal with that little gift. Everybody on a hustle, we can make a real shift. So keep your head up, youngin', and just keep on moving. And if you ain't hustling, then I don't know what you're doing. The time is now. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not not sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta write my story. No, you can't
1: have my yeah. oh, I'm taking all Hey yo, man, it's Saturday. You know how we do it. It's your boy Marcus Stone, aka Hustle, host of the Unapologetic Hustle, coming to you live from Globe Life Park, powered by Fishbowl Radio Network and Bashani Radio app. And uh man, I gotta say, I'm I'm excited about today's show. Um, more importantly, cause I'm, I'm learning more and more about this brother, the more I speak with him, And, uh, I got to say, he's, he's one of those individuals I'm going to have to keep in my hip pocket. You know what I mean? But, um, you know how we always do, man. Look, uh, we're going to take care of some community business right now. Look, make sure that, you know, you register to vote. That deadline is fastly approaching. Um, check your, your local area, state, uh, requirements, make sure you get out so you can exercise that right. All right um but at the same time make sure that your voice is heard um first and foremost so we don't want (laughs) to want to be uh silent on on a lot of actions but you know how we do man you you got to exercise that and continue to push forward um but we're gonna jump right into it man my guest today is uh he hails from the east coast but he made the journey across searching for that gold and, and and now resides in the west um, chasing his dreams and, and and living out you know his best life, but um, you know he's dabbled in, in several ventures, and we're gonna we're gonna get into that, and uh, we're gonna welcome to the show none other than the award-winning producer of Black Magic, Mr. Duran Jones. How you doing, man? Welcome to the hustle.
2: What's going on, brother? Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me,
1: man. You know, uh, it, it's is. Uh, the more we talked, I I, I kept saying, man, it's kindred spirits, man. We we have a lot of similarities, and uh, I, I I like to hear your vantage point from from your journey because that's that's what the hustle's about, man. You know, you found various avenues um, to pursue to be the greatest you, and uh, I want the people to understand who you are and 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 what that's been like. So, who is who is the Rand Jones?
2: Man, I, I, wish I, I wish I could say I was smart enough to, to find all of those avenues, but they kind of found me in a way. Um, I just was, I think I was, I was smart and in tune with, with myself enough to, to be open to it, right? And be open to the possibilities of it. So um, when I was a young kid, I got introduced into hip hop um, through my aunt and my brother. My brother used to freestyle in the car. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So I started writing rhymes, and, right. and that became um, kind of a refuge for me that turned into a passion. Um, I went to college for journalism. And then in college, I, I was still writing rhymes and, and releasing music. So when I got out and graduated, I, I literally went to work at CNN, but then I would go to open mics at night wow. and, and I would perform. So I would work the, the 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift and then do another shift from 2 to 10. And then at 10 o'clock, I would go right to the open mic, be there until 1 o'clock or 2 and do it all over again the next morning. And that's, that's just where this journey kind of started for me. Um, and that led me to doing music videos just with my background and doing some editing and some, uh, some videography in my profession. Um, and I started writing my own videos. And after I started writing those videos, in 2017, I was doing an EP. It was a five-song EP called Black Magic. I had all the songs done in the concept, so I was sitting in my home um, and writing my music videos like I normally do. And I started making them connect together in one story. Wow! And then I I sat back and I looked at it and I was like, "This is not, this isn't music videos. This is a film." And I had never done a film before, right? right. Like I, I had been an editor. That was kind of my journalism was my background, so I knew how to tell the story. Tell a story. I knew all of those things. But as far as what it takes to put a film together, I was clueless. And this was in 2017. So I, I reached out to a um, a partner of mine that we had connected. Five years prior, and that when I was performing at this uh, this natural hair show in Atlanta, Georgia, and he had just got to Atlanta as a cat named Sean Mathis from Connecticut, and we just kept in touch over Instagram. Never met after that. It took five years, and I hit him on Instagram one day like, I got this idea. Can you meet? We met at a coffee shop. I pitched him the idea, played the songs. He was like, When you want to start? And then the rest was kind of history, man. And um black magic was born we did film festivals and film festivals landed me to where i am now and uh in film school at the number one film school in the country man so it's it's a blessing but all of it came out of just following that passion and following your heart and and just having to hustle and grind um for for nobody to be able to tell you that you can or can't do it
1: indeed indeed yeah man that's 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 um that's a lot right there man you you, it's a lot bro (laughs) A lot, a lot you know man. um from from one aspect of of your journey man but look so every show i always always give give my guests uh these words so um the whole point is really just to to think about uh the first word that comes to mind when you hear these words and um you know so we can get a little little more insight into your thought process you ready for it uh here we go here we go all right, first I'm gonna word try to keep it clean. <laughs> first word, unapologetic.
3: Me. Mm.
1: Second word, hustle.
2: Heart.
3: Mm.
1: Next word, legacy. Journey. Alright, all right. Last word, purpose. Creation. Oh, oh, I like that one. We're gonna sit there real quick. So, (laughs) purpose and creation. Talk to me about that. Why? Why? Why does purpose and creation resonate so well?
2: Um, it's 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 commonly said that um, there's two types of people. You either build or you destroy. And I think Mm. both, in a sense, are um, a form of creation right because you can you can destroy something that's already created, but in destroying it, you create something new. Mm. okay and I, I think I think everything that we do um, in our lives are we're creating something, whether it be creating a thought process, uh, creating a piece of of art, um, creating a song, creating a job, a business creating kids like right right everything right. is that's that's what we're here to do we're here to create and um i mean just if you follow any any religious structure it's just creation is the thing that gets you closest to god Indeed. because that is the part of, of god that's in you so um that's that's what i my first I, i'll be honest with you the first word that came to my mind when you said that was god but then that to me equal creation so i i don't want to isolate anybody so i just right. said creation
1: Man, that's that's dope. That's that's deep right there. Um now I appreciate that. That gave me a whole a whole new uh outlook to a thought process that, that I'ma start traveling down because uh you opened my eyes to something just now.
2: Um I mean you, you already had it, you know? <laughs> I mean you, you creating something right now. So yeah, it's indeed. not it's indeed. it's just it's funny because I as I the older I get the more conversations I have and the more framework I have, right? Right. It's not that the thought process is new. It's just like, oh yeah, that is exactly what I've been doing. Right. You know, and that's kind of, that's how I fell into producing, right? Like when I, when I made that first short film that I was talking about earlier, I didn't know that I was producing a film. I didn't know I was producing all of my albums that I dropped up until then, the albums, the mixtapes and everything. Because I had to get the, the producers. I had to figure out how to put it on streaming platforms.
3: Right, I had to figure out how to
2: get it cleared. I had to create the music, book the studio time, get the cover art. That's producing. So I literally had been doing this since 2008. And in 2017, somebody told me, oh, man, you produced the hell out of that. <laughs> and I was like, that's what that is? Right, right, right. They gave you, you the context what I mean? of what you were already yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I think I think that's the beautiful thing. Um about just being black in general, because that part of creation is already in you. Like right. we create something out of nothing every day, going day, bro. Man, every day, real you talk. Know? And, and
1: that's 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 what I love about you know um, the hustle aspect. I translate it into hustling, right? Um, mm-hmm. You you have something that you can do, and if not, you go out and and find something to do in order to survive, right? That's that's what the hustle is about. It's not about the destruction aspect; it's about the uplifting pieces to uh, to continue to push forward. Um, and and be the better version of yourself every day. So, um, yeah, a lot of some you know a lot of the same same things, just different vantage points and different perspectives, uh, different contexts, right? Uh, but ultimately mm-hmm. the same goal. Uh, and and that's big, man. To to know that you were doing something, and then somebody put it into context, and then you you know that became your your foundation, and then you you've taken it from there. So, um, yeah. man, I I want to talk about how did. You we we talked about it briefly, but how did Black Magic come to be? And is where where was. What was that light like bulb moment?
2: Okay, so um, I, it was it was after like one of my albums, and I just had, I just was in like a a mode of just making songs, right? And I just I kept making stuff. I found a new producer by the name of Clint Ford. Um, I really I really locked in with his. Just his frequency and, and the way he was operating um, on certain tracks, and it just brought something new out of me, right? And I think um, my story kind of culminated at that point to a point where it was just um, it was just coming out of me in a specific way that I had never had before, mm. right? It's almost like I, you you know how you reach that ten thousand hour mark. And then things just start coming naturally, like everything clicks. You're not trying to be anybody else or mimic anybody else. You're right. just you're just doing what comes natural. You know what I'm saying? It's like a basketball player getting into a flow. Right. He can't tell you how he just made that dunk, he just did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Steph don't yeah. tell you how he actually the mechanics of pulling up from half court. He just does it. Because he's done it so many times. And I just I reached that mark. Um and in this this project, man, it was it was it was a part of my heart, it was a part of my fears, my family structure. Um actually on the Black Magic album, the interludes you hear are, are some of the recordings is a recording from the first phone call I had with my brother who's incarcerated. Mm. Um and a lot of that was it was framing the topics I was talking about. Right? There's one um one song i love this song. It's called Family First on the album. And um before it uh, I had asked my brother how he's doing in there. He says, you know, just living life, trying to stay sucker free.
3: Hmm.
2: And that like, that was like a, a whole sermon to me just right. in that moment, because I was going through so many things and, and, and moving in so many different circles and people would start to fall off. And I'm like, all right, I got to put family first. Wow. So then you get, you get the hook. Um, uh, I, I'm going to try to keep it clean. I done put it down for my dog. Now they don't come around, they don't even call. Back against the wall, I've been through it all. And that's where I was, you know what I'm saying? Like you had to, being in music, you have to wear so many hats and do so many things on your own. And you can't really, you can't count on anybody if you don't have anything to offer. And I was at a point where I could offer my creativity but as far as financially, I couldn't offer anybody anything. Right, right. All I could tell you is, look, I'm dope and I'm doing something that's worth it. But that ain't enough. People got to eat. You know what I'm saying? So after after a certain amount of time, people start to fall off, and that's what happened to me. And and I was just looking around. I'm like, okay, all right, it's time to recalibrate. I, right. I put all this other stuff above family, and now now I need to to come in here and really really put it down for what I believe in. And um, out of that, when I started writing those music videos, the first story that came into my mind was the story about Samir Rice. Um, so that connected to the short film, which was uh, loosely based on his story of going to the park, playing with a toy gun, and then the officers pull up. Um, and you, you kind of know the rest of the story from there. Right. And well, my mindset said, what, what happened before that? Right. How did this kid get in the park by himself with a toy gun? You know what I'm saying, and it's not not placing blame but just to give context right so i I basically fabricated a portion of it um where the father in my story is a is an artist like myself that he has a son with a woman who he's not in a relationship with, and they share custody right He gets the son on the weekends, but along with getting the son on the weekends, he's still trying to chase his dream, so he he has to Go to the studio, but drop his son off at his mother's house, right? Which is a common story in our community. It's not really, it's it's not ideal, but, but it's, it's, our it's, parents yeah, gotta work. Yeah. That's the hustle, right? right? So, in trying to in trying to chase his dream, he doesn't. He's trying to show his son that it's possible for you to dream and get what you achieve, but he hasn't gotten it yet, and now and therefore he's missing valuable time in raising that child. You know what I'm saying? And in that, that child ends up in the street in a place without protection. But the part about it to me is like, we we hear about the stories of Mike Brown, Trayvon Mm -hmm. Martin, Oscar Grant. It goes on and on, right? The community always comes together in some form of solidarity and support. A lot of times, even in in the relationship of the mother and the father of these kids, if the, if the parents ain't together, they come together for that cause after that's happened. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the strength that we showed in that project is that, um, the father and the mother in that story come together to do something to honor their son and make it better for the next person that's coming after. Right. And I think that's what we do continuously. So when we talked about, um, black magic and, and why, uh, why I put the the logo for black magic inside of a box. And I remember people saying to me, um, why do you want it in a box? Like you, it, that you don't want to be boxed in. And I was like, you don't understand. That box is beautiful. That box is exactly where I want to be. It's where I belong. Right. It's, it's nothing. It's something magical about that box. I don't want to open it. Right. I want to be insulated into this because this is where I am. This is where I belong. And I think, um, that's how we have to start thinking it's like we always want to be open to the world and everything else it's like no man if you if you want my story you gotta come inside this box because that's where my story coming from right and it's for these people that are in this box yeah you know what i'm saying so if you want something to ours you gotta come in this box that we own and you gotta pay for it
1: indeed i like that i like that Yeah, uh, because, yeah, I mean, that that resonates as well, because so much of so much of the practices are to break the barriers, uh, to break Mm -hmm. the stereotypes, to get outside of your comfort zone, outside of your box. But there's there's no in in doing that you gain different perspectives, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you have the the same ability to lose um, the the self-identity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yeah. I, I understand that as well. You know, you you want to you want to be conformed to your box, especially with your content and your creations that you put out there to draw people in. But you have to have the perspectives and outside of that in order to know uh, how it's received and how you can actually make the changes. You know what I mean? So it's it's Absolutely. really a twofold. I, I, I get that. That's deep.
2: Absolutely. It's you. You don't you want to. You, I'm not saying stay in your stay in your box in terms of don't venture out and don't learn more, don't expand your world, right? right? But when you do that expansion, bring it back to the box because it just makes that 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 capacity box average, for yeah. that bigger. You right? increase your box. It, yeah, <laughs> you increase the box. You increase you increase everything around you, and that's that's what for so long we had a tendency not to do. Right? Like you get a little bit of money, the first thing you want to do is move out of the neighborhood, and I get it.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: Because we come out of these situations and these circumstances where it's not ideal. And the first thing you want just as a human or even as a being or entity is safety.
3: Right. That's
2: instinct. You know, that's survival of the fittest. It's just survival in itself. So I, I get that. Right. But remember what you did it for. And that's why I was saying I had to kind of recalibrate and, and start thinking about family. Right. And and yeah. to go back to what you were asking earlier, like the legacy that I want to create and what I want to leave behind and who I'm leaving it for. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's the most important part. I'm yeah. not saying that um any of us should should leave ourselves vulnerable, um, like so many of, of our fallen soldiers before, like Nipsey. Um, but at R.I.P. the same yeah. time, take heed to what he was doing. Yeah. For that area. You know what I'm saying? Like that's Beautiful. He was expanding the box.
1: Yeah he he and he boxes... bought
2: the he bought the strip that he hustled on. Exactly, and yeah. the, and the box was so. It, what really happened is that the box was so small for so long that it just ended up swallowing them whole, because nobody had attempted to expand it before.
4: Man, so now
2: you're getting into like really trying to cultivate a thought process and cultivate people to understand that there's something larger than what we're doing in this box. You know what I'm saying? There's right. beauty in it, but there's a larger purpose. Um, I remember I watched an a interview with um, Ryan Coogler when he was talking about when he went to Africa um, to kind of do some research for Black Panther. Right. And uh, he was saying that when he went over there, he was seeing a lot of the customs and, and stuff that we do is what they do, right? He was like, they had a... Um, They had an event at the house, and the elders were um, in the backyard, and the the women were in the kitchen cooking, and then the kids were out in the front yard. He was like, oh, this ain't nothing but a barbecue. Yeah. (laughs) And the dude dude told him, he was like, yeah, we we like to keep our family, the, the youngins out in the front, because it shows that we're wealthy. Not wealthy in terms of money, but that our family is large and we're prospering. Mm. so when we look at our neighborhoods and people be like oh y'all hanging on the corner y'all loitering y'all look like a gang nah that's wealth we here we survive that's what we we're showing you the generations yeah you know what i'm saying like and that's that's we got to take that mentality back man and it's so much stuff that i'm i'm just learning um by exploring the contents of that box And, and so much of my work is surrounding that um the theme of you you your past creates your present but you determine your future. Indeed. Yeah, man that that
1: that speaks a lot man like um you you talking about the the wealth aspect and um it made me think about uh what I see a lot on on social media now with the uh individuals doing the generation uh so many generations of of their their mothers or their fathers or you know the the those those types of things where um there was one where it was I think it went back Six or seven, yeah, it generations, was, it was all women, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, that man, beautiful, that's, that's beautiful. That, that was beautiful. Yeah, like, it's,
2: it's, my story is kind of similar. My great grandmother just turned ninety three. Wow, um, but yeah, my 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 grandmother had my mother young, um, and my mother had me young, and I've kind of. I, I've kind of put a halt to that because I'm I'm 35 with no kids, so they all looking at me like I'm crazy. Like you, like um, you messing up the generation, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. As I as I talk about creating wealth, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I just um I'm, I'm expanding the box as I would like to tell them. Right? Yeah, I'm expanding the the box, and I don't have no kids, but I got a hell of a dog right now, and he's he's pretty damn good to me. So <laughs> yeah,
1: what's well, it's a, a giant snauzer, right?
2: yeah man yeah man that's my buddy bro that's my buddy
1: pharaoh that's my buddy that's what's up man hey yo man y'all know how we do man it's your boy Marcus stone aka hustle um host of the unapologetic hustle man and we coming to you live from globe life park powered by fishbowl radio network and bashani radio app and uh my guest today is none other than the award-winning producer mr duran jones and uh yeah, if y'all haven't heard him, it's because he in here Starstruck. My my co host, Mr. P. L. Coulter, man, is in the building, man.
5: Tell- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I am. I'm very, very happy to be here. Thanks for the invite back, Mr. Hustle. Uh, pleasure <laughs> to meet Mr. Jones. I'm soaking it all in.
2: I appreciate you,
1: brother. I appreciate you being here. Man, so yo, um tell me tell me like I I understand you 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 talked about, you know the cnn and then open mics you know what what was that not necessarily the transition but what was the i guess the mindset at that time like what were were you really trying to focus on achieving the the dream of the journalism aspect or was it understanding that journalism wasn't what you really wanted to do it was it was in other avenues
2: yeah that that's that's exactly what it was i mean it journalism wasn't the end all be all for me. And I kind of knew that. Um And I started putting, I started taking eggs out of, of one basket and putting it in another at that time. And it was at an interesting time because I just graduated college with a degree in journalism. And I'm working at one of the, the, the biggest news networks in the world. So you would think you would be happy. right? You know, I'm looking at my paychecks and how many hours I'm spending in this building. And I'm like, nah, I'm not. <laughs> so this is not this is not what happiness looks like for me, right? I'd rather be broke doing something that I love doing than than have a, a little bit of change in my pocket and just be able to pay bills and get up and do it all over again just to pay bills.
4: Right. Um
2: so I think what what happened to me, um, kind of the inception of this idea was I applied for this internship at a studio called Patchwork. It was a marketing internship. And I'd uh I'd approached my my job and told them like, Hey, I'm going to take this internship. I need some time off. Is it okay if I take a sabbatical and come back? And they started looking at some things and then they came back to me and said, yeah, um, that's fine. And then a week before I was scheduled to actually leave, um, because they were going to pay me out during that time and I was going to come back and put my time back in. Um, But a week before that, they called me into the office and were like, look, you haven't accrued enough leave to be able to do this. So unfortunately we can't let you go. And I was like, well, I already took the internship. And they were like, well, I I can't promise that you'll have a job when you get back. And I was like, well, I'm putting in my two weeks today. Wow. So I literally left. I I took an unpaid internship at at Patchwork Studios. Um, I met one of my producers that that got me um, to the younger producer I was speaking about earlier, Clint Ford. Um, I met a brother named Jay Keys. He had actually won this Zaytoven beat battle. And I happened to be in the studio when they were playing the beats. I wasn't supposed to be in there. I just snuck in, sat in the back <laughs> and I was listening and I was like, this cat dope. We exchanged information, we locked in and then I just kept going and kept growing. It was just staying open, seizing those opportunities and, and just being as fearless as I possibly could. You know, um, and, you know I'm gonna do just, it's in our DNA to do whatever we have to do to survive. Absolutely. So I, I would wait tables, bartend, um, a couple other hustles I won't name and, um, did yeah, just doing whatever I could just to, to make sure that I could chase this dream that I finally wanted outside of like causing harm to anybody. Right. You know? Um, and that, that was important to me. It was important for me to bet on myself at that point in time, because I was, I was tired of, um, valuing the time I could spend creating on my own off of somebody else's market value of me.
1: Absolutely. I I resonate with that a hundred percent, man. And and I I try to um, continue to encourage my following that, you know, you're your number one fan, you're your number one support. um, And and you have to, you have to know that you can do it. You can create it uh, before anybody else will actually see it in you. Like, you know, if, if you, if you start doubting yourself, then everybody else is going to pick up on the doubt that you have of yourself. Right. Absolutely. You, you have to be your, your biggest cheerleader. Um, and, and, you know, invest 110, um, 200, if that, if that's the case, you know, to make what you, the dream that you're given. Right. Um, because we're all, we all have dreams, um, and they're not given to everybody it's given to you specifically. Right. It it comes to you is it from, from the creator. Right. So, you're, you're the one that has to put the action, um, and hustle into actually making exactly. that happen. So exactly. man, that's, exactly. that's, that's big.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, it. my my wife and my mom would, would argue you to that point about the number one fan though. Um, <laughs> they go back and forth on that all the time, but I think I, I it, it gives me to another important point. I'm going to tell a story that I probably shouldn't tell. I'm probably Uh-oh. in trouble for it, but it's all right. Um, I was, it it was, it was years ago, I was dating a woman and um, I remember I was at this point where I, I, I created a clothing brand, right? And then I was doing music and the music wasn't going the way I wanted it to. And I was still working that job that I didn't want to work. And I remember like venting to her and being like frustrated to the point of tears and saying like, man, this is not going the way I want it to. Like, I just, I want to give up. And, and I remember she looked at me and basically I'm, I'm summarizing, but basically she looked at me and said, maybe you should. Oh, that challenge. And at that point good I was points, like, at that point I was like, this is over. This is over. You're not the one. You're not the one. Like, you're not, you not down for this. I'm like, I'm so down on myself, right? right? I'm looking for somebody to lift me up. Absolutely. But I knew this in my mind, right? I knew it was, it was no way I was giving up. Cause it's just not it's not in me to do that for this dream. Right. Right. But I just I, I wanted somebody to be able to, to to pour into me instead of take away from me. Absolutely. Right. And that's that's that value system that that you have to have as you're going through that hustle. It's like yeah, people are it, gonna it's start draining. pushing and pulling you and exactly and straining you in so many different ways. Yeah. And you want people that feed you, not yeah. people that just take from you all the time. And that at that point, my circle started getting smaller and smaller, bro. Yeah, smaller and smaller. And yeah. um, I think that's part of it. That's part of it. Yeah, and and you know, for me, it
1: it became um, it it became more calculated as to who came into the circle. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because there's mm-hmm. the world is going to take from you regardless. But there's so much that you can give to it from trying to chase your dreams. Right. So there's so many obstacles that you've got to already overcome. But to then have those within your circle to pull the the, the remaining fumes that you have and, and nobody ever fill your tank back up. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. that's that's a dangerous place. That's a dangerous place. You know, and that's why mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people give up on the dreams because they don't when they're chasing they don't evaluate the circle that they have exactly. around them. exactly. Right. You know what I mean?
2: Exactly. And, right. and to go with your analogy, right? Of filling up the tank, spot, it's like you driving the car. Yeah. And this other person riding with you, but your tank on e Ain't no support. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't got you ain't got five to put on pump three like nothing. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, you got to be able to, to contribute something, Yeah, right? And I, I, I think that's what we, we are looking for as as we go on this journey because it's, it's hats that I had to wear during this journey that I wish I didn't. But absolutely, now that I, I know it, right? Like, when I get into that position of having to talk to somebody who does it professionally, you can't screw me over. Right. Because <laughs> I've done it. You know what I'm saying? I've done it, I've done it. I know yeah. what it takes. I don't want to do it again but you not about to give me a half ass job. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's that experience is priceless to me, man. It's it's so priceless. Cause I I've lived I feel like I've lived so many different careers at this point. Man, I got stories for days, bro. Man, hey,
1: I look, I, I look, I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a I'm gonna sit back and enjoy enjoy the storytelling. Cause uh I this mean you yeah, you you definitely <laughs> Um, definitely have have the niche and 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 the skill set to to make it come uh, and be relatable. That's that's the biggest thing.
5: The the relatable part is what's getting me over here because there was something he said earlier that just that just splashed cold water in my face and, and I, I would love to follow up with him about it. So, Mr. Jones, at the time when you were at CNN and you were you were ready to make that move uh, to take the internship, were there people because a, a lot of times people People are more proud of what we do than what we do than, than ourselves. Right. Hey, my baby works at CNN. Hey, my boy works at CNN. Yeah. Did you have any trepidation walking away from the security of that that bubble? The way people view a job like that, because that sounds like a a fascinating job for yeah, a college would, uh, graduate. You know, was there any I trepidation? Say, <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> to put it short, yes. And if, if, <laughs> if, if I was if I was living home with my mother at that time, uh, she probably would have got the belt. Right, I was I thinking promise. I promise. she would have got the belt out quick because it, she just didn't understand it, right? And I was I was at that mindset of um no plan B. And right. it's, it's just this is what I want to do and this is this is how I'm going to I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And she's like, "Well, what are you going to do for money?" I don't know, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And in her mind like all she's ever done cuz my mother had me at 18, all she's ever done was work to provide for me. You know what I mean? So that mindset is like, I worked so hard to provide for you and now I might have to do it again, you telling me? Right? Because you can't do it for yourself? And that scares me. No, nah, I can't have that. Right, but I under I understood it, but I had to I had to just kind of take it on the chin at that point because this was something that I had to do. It was my decision and nobody else needed to pay for my decision. But uh, being a good mother, she's not gonna let you think that. Like she's just like whatever you need, whatever you you need, still call me. But I don't want you to have to call me. (laughs) Yes. But it's it's just I had to do it, man. I had to do it, and I, I I would say during that time after after I left CNN, I worked at three or four restaurants as a waiter and a bartender. I worked for a catering company as a waiter. I um I installed cable at one point um for a telephone company basically like hang, hanging drop lines and wires I was a personal trainer at another point um I started a, a, a tie company where I was selling neckties handmade neckties with a boy of mine from college um it just all of these things though right all of these experiences that I'm naming are different parts of my journey that now in this role as producer, Mm -hmm. I'm able to utilize. Yeah. Right. I worked at, I even worked at a logistics company as at a brokerage firm selling, um, uh, LTL and truckloads to different, um, to different carriers. So I I learned about 15 foot cube trucks and all that. That's (laughs) the stuff I have to order as a producer on a film. Like I got to fill these trucks up with equipment. Right. So now I know how to talk to the guys that work in the facility when you're giving me the wrong quote quote, quote on uh, a gas. Yep, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just these little things that I picked up over time that I didn't realize it was preparing me for this moment. But if I would have just stayed in this bubble of being an editor and doing something that looked good to everybody else, and I'm looking at my paychecks and saying, it's not as good as you think it is, I'd be nowhere.
1: Yeah, look, so look, I... You know, for me, it's, I. this is the best way that I can put it, right? Everything that I've done, um, I know that I'm on the right track when I feel like Noah. Mm. Mm. Right? Because everybody mm. looked at Noah's like, why are you building yeah. X, Y, and yeah. Z? Why are you doing X, Y, and Z? Why are you doing this until it actually happened? Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So every, yeah. every venture that I've done, if I don't get the Noah feeling... I'm missing something. Yep. Right. Exactly. So everything and that it, I've it, embarked it on, scary. I've had the Noah feeling. Right. And yeah. and it it you have to have that to know that your back is against the wall.
5: To see no rain and you still build.
1: And you still building.
5: Yeah. Right. Because you know yeah.
1: the rain is coming, and when you when the rain comes, you're prepared
2: for it. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So <laughs> and that's the, and this is the thing, right? Like, um. I don't even know that. if, in this context, or in in the in the the biblical story context, if Noah even knew what he was actually doing, right? Or why he just knew he had to do you it. Know, he just knew he had to do Come it. On, it. <laughs> there was nothing else. On, There's no other reason behind. It's just I I have to do this because my spirit, my body, and everything else is driving me to this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I I'll tell you the, the truth about. Um, me in high school, like in high school, I did extracurricular activities, a lot of them, and I quit almost all of them. Mm. I played basketball, quit. Football, quit. Tried to come back to the football team after not coming to two days in the summer, and the coach looked at me like, well, you better take my helmet off and go home." Right. So I was <laughs> like, "You right." Went home. Right. Rest Tried to wrestle. Quit. Tried to join track. Quit. None of that was for me. Right. The only thing that I stuck to in high school, my sophomore year, I created the men's step team at my high school. And that was the only thing that carried me through the whole high, my whole high school career and even into college. Wow. And it was because it was related to music. It was something that I could connect to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like I was always searching for that one thing. You know what I'm saying? But once I got it, you can't let it go. You can't let it go. And I used to tell people all the time, it's like, I couldn't even quit if I tried. And if I told you then I quit, well, now you know that's a lie because you're hearing this in another song. Yeah. yeah. You
1: know what I'm going to like, wake up tomorrow. It's
2: going to be a hook in my head and I'm going to have to put it somewhere. Like, I, there's nothing else that I can do. Yeah. Me you know? me, um, me,
1: saying I quit is, is you know, uh, a status check for those that's around me. Well, exactly. 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 Let me see. You still on this ride? Right, yeah. If I
2: quit, you got to give me $5 for gas, period. Right. So, You've been riding. Yeah, no, You've been riding
1: for a while. Exactly. You need to, you, need to, you know, time. I'm like, collecting right now because I'm done.
2: Facts, facts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's, there's a track on the, the Black Magic album called Losing My Faith that addresses that. Um And I just talk about like everybody's perception of what it is that you're supposed to do and, and how. And then the second verse. Um, that's like one of my favorite verses I ever wrote Um, they say things ain't working out as planned they tell me don't plan just put it in God's hands I'm counting blessings but when that don't work they say the man without a plan is just lacking direction Mm. so all this guidance that I seek sound like guesses to me one degree I'm not using and this debt ain't cheap I stare Mm. inside Medusa's eyes get stoned to hide the pain inside but when the house inside the same problems arise there's no escaping how's a man supposed to feel when the gifts that God gave him the world throws it back in his face what do I lack? One step forward and two steps back. So like in viral videos, I'm just running in place. That was at the time when the University of Maryland was doing the little the shuffle back and forth. But that's how long I've been doing this, right? right? It's, it's to the point where things come to me and I have to do them. And it's, 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 there's no explanation for it, right? And sometimes people on my team, while I'm creating these films, they'll hear me say things and they'll like question me on it. And I don't have an answer, but I'm like, I know this is right. Because I'm being led to do this Indeed. in this specific way. Right. And it's like, I just need you to trust me, you know? But I mean, through that journey, I've learned, um, to trust myself. Cause if you would have told me in, in 2012, when I was writing my, my album that I'd be in film school, in, in california i'd been like you crazy right how? <laughs> how i'm not even making films right now how
1: man look so, I, you- I share that same thing man because uh, again if if you would have told me last year I, I don't even have to go back that far if you would have told me last year that i would i would have a a show a platform syndicated show that, and killing it and it that that is teaching entrepreneurship and and the the mentality the mindset aspect that it takes to win right um to have talked to individuals of your caliber such as yourself right um to reach i mean i mentioned last last week that i got my analytics um last week and and i am my show touches over 900,000 oof over 900,000 and That's that's all this year. But had you told me that last year, that that this would have come to pass, I would have been like, man, there's no way there is no way. way. But you you, you mentioned it when you have when you're given a direction, you don't know what the finished product is. You just have to travel that road. And that's Mm -hmm. what I did. I traveled that road. This show has been therapy for me. Point blank yeah. period. Yeah. It's
5: definitely been therapy for, for a lot of us and, and and I can speak for the staff here at Fishbowl Radio. He came in with such uh a focus and such a hustle mentality that 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 it kind of um it, it spread through a lot of the other hosts. You know, his his name started getting around, people wanted to start getting him <laughs> on other shows, myself included. There was just he this, he has this gravitas and the one thing that he has in common with all the guests that he brings on. All of the guests have this gravitas about them. It's like, like I know you're a winner. I don't know why yet, so I'm going to sit here and listen. <laughs> now, he'll tell you I run his board, and he'll look over at me, and I'm staring into the screen like I'm watching a TV show. He <laughs> like, don't have to snap his finger like, hey, man, it's time to go to break because I'm soaking it in. I love to work this show because I get to meet people like yourself, Mr. Jones, like week in and week out. It's the best seat in the house, and like the humility, the focus, the hustle that – you all have that common thread with. It's just, it, it, it's um, it makes me proud, and I tell them all the time. I'm I, I'm a proud man watching watching this show and being a part of this show because you all make us proud each and every week, man, and I'm rooting man. for all of y'all to succeed because it's, yeah, I, <laughs> because I get to hear your stories firsthand, and, and yeah, man, I
1: nice I appreciate man. that, man. It, it means a lot. Yo, D. Absolutely. So um, look, I. Tell the people how they could get a hold of you, man. How how can they see your work? How can they, you know, support you um in a, in the ventures that you have going on? Uh how can they, you know, your social media tags and then uh once you do that, man, we'll we'll we gotta pay some bills after that, but uh we'll come back right, and, and uh get into some more.
2: You you can reach me on Instagram and my website. It's all the same. It's I am Duran. Um I am Duran dot com, and that's I Spelt like your third one so e-y-e-a-m-d-u-r-a-n and that's everywhere that's what's up
1: that's what's up man look make sure y'all go in and uh support you know um the black magic the black magic uh short film i mean is award-winning um make sure you go in and and watch that and and run that up i know he has some more things in the works um I got a sneak peek so I'm not going to divulge any of that information. Y'all going to have to wait. <laughs> we going we going to keep y'all on a cliff waiting for this greatness. Um but uh <laughs> work it out. Work it out. Uh but there are there are other things that you can go out there and watch and listen. Like I said this this brother is is a a gifted lyricist for sure. Uh so you can go in and check out his his music. Um uh, but the films that he's he's put out there. This man even did his own uh, uh, signing day video <laughs> for the Academy, man.
3: He did his own oh signing day. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I had to let him know. Yo,
4: I had to
1: I'm, let him know, man. Hey, I was like, man, that's Academy Award right there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I had down, man. What?
2: We'll yeah, we'll get into that, man. It's a funny story how I ended up in film school, man. So maybe we can get to that later.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. But man, y'all know how we do, man. It's your boy Marcus Stone, aka Hustle, host of the Unapologetic Hustle. Man, we are coming to you live from Globe Life Park, powered by Fishbowl Radio Network and Bashani Radio App. But right now, man, we're gonna take a quick break, pay some bills, and come back. Come right back with our, our special guest, Mr. Duran Jones. We'll see you on the other side.
0: Jones.
3: Hey, this is DJ Rick. I'm the host of
1: Alley Rally. I broadcast live each week on Wednesday from 1 p.m. until 3 p.m. in the Fishbowl Radio Network Studios at Globe Live Park in Arlington, Texas. Log on to www.fbrn.us and check out Alley Rally. So be sure to log on each
5: week Wednesday, 1 o'clock, top of the hour, till 3 to catch my show. On fishbowlradionetwork.com. Jump in. Jump in. Fishbowl Radio Network has your cure for the summertime blues with our new kids' show experience, a fun and creative way for parents to interact with their children. Your kids can become radio hosts for a day and have their show aired over the largest internet radio platform in the world right here at our beautiful facility at Globe Life Park, where the Rangers play. Spots are limited, so call us now at 817-633-4880 to secure yours. The kids' show experience. Jump in.
0: September 11, 2001, nearly 3,000 Americans lost their lives, including hundreds of first responders who stepped up when our country needed them the most. We're seeing that same bravery from our frontline workers who risked their lives battling an invisible enemy. The sense of unity displayed in the days following 9-11 and during our current crisis exemplifies the strength of our national character and inspires us to honor the legacy of those lost as well as those who still lead the charge.
4: Hello, we are It's About the Kids Incorporated. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization that operates out of Dallas, Texas.
0: Our mission is to focus on the kids of today who will become the youth of tomorrow and the adult of the future. Today, tomorrow, the future.
5: Empowering the community one family at a time. You can reach us at all social media platforms at It's About the Kids or online at www.itsaboutthekids.org where we mentor a child, child, save a a life. life.
1: Hi, this
0: is Diane Marion Eunice, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. For the past nine years, I have worked with over 300 couples in the areas of sexual health, communication, and conflict resolution. If you are interested in rebuilding connection and intimacy with your partner, please contact me today. I can be reached at 682-201-8175, or you can email me at diane at
1: TalkRelationships.org or visit my website at w
0: www.letstalkrelationships.org and remember you can't heal if you refuse to deal. The 46th annual Harambee Festival. This year's theme: Seeing the future in our children. The festival will proceed on October 31st, 2020 as planned, just in a different format due to COVID-19. Local families and those from surrounding cities will receive free treat bags, care packages during the drive-through giveaway, and participate in early voting starting at 10:30 a.m. until supplies last. Held at the MLK Jr. Community Center located at 2922 MLK Boulevard, Dallas, Texas 75215. Donations are welcome. Be sure to follow us on Facebook for our live stream of music, poetry, culture, and more. For info, call 214-978-7164 or visit HarambeDallas.org.
6: Here's today's STEM tip. Don't throw out that old plastic bottle. Repurpose it by turning it into an awesome terrarium. Just fill it with sand, pebbles, soil, and your favorite plant. It'll grow
1: sealed right in its own ecosystem. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council.
5: Fishbowl Radio
0: Network. FBRN. US. Jump in. Yes, sir. How you expect to be great, but your hustle don't match. Listen, Uh, I hustle over time, attempt to push the culture forward. Just that real shit, make a meal with that little gift. Everybody on a hustle, we can make a real shit. So keep your head up, youngin', and just keep on moving. And if you ain't hustling, then I don't know what you're doing. The time is now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. I gotta write my story. I'm I'm
1: I'm my Yo, it's your boy, welcome back, I'm your host Marcus Stone aka Hustle, host of the Unapologetic Hustle Man, Um, you know how we do, we come to you live from Globe Life Park, powered by Fishbowl Radio Network and Bashani Radio App. And uh, if you missed the first hour, man, you missed some nuggets. So, but uh, welcome to the second hour, man. You know how we do. Um, I got my co-host in the building, Mr. P.L. Coulter.
5: Pleasure to be here, Mr. Hustle. Pleasure to be here.
1: Man, mm-hmm. you know, he he in here rocking some new merch. I ain't going to tell y'all what he got on, but, you know,
5: it is what it is. Look, coming to a Facebook live screen near you. Stay tuned.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes, sir. You know how we do. Hey, we support the movement around here, player. We do.
1: In- indeed, indeed. But uh, you know, the the star of the hour, man, is none other than uh, you yes, know, my indeed. guest, uh, Mr. Duran Jones, uh, the award winning producer of yes. uh Black Magic. Um, you know, he I, I'm a, I'm gonna toot his horn a little bit, man, because this dude is so so humble and modest, man. Like this dude talks to Spike Lee, you know, like he he does like he's in, in that in that realm. So he he he's not you know he don't want to elevate himself but I, I'm a I'm to let the people know who who in the room with him.
5: So we had him on for a whole hour. He never name dropped. He, no, I'm a drop for him. Hey man, that's a good <laughs> look. I told you it's a crazy story how I got here. I told you, man.
3: It's-
1: I mean, the only the only only thing he gonna the only name he gonna drop is Pharaoh, and that's his dog.
3: Hey
5: man, that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> Y'all buckle up for hour number two. Hour number one was a blast. <laughs>
2: Yo, no, I, mean, I, I, I tell you, I tell you, it was crazy. That that happening was surreal to me, um, because you know that's kind of a that's in, in our in our community. That's the filmmaker we know. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's been it for a long time, and um, being able to talk to Spike, being able to talk to Ice Cube, Bill Duke, um, it's it's just so many that I've had the opportunity through this this school that I'm at, um, American Film Institute, that it's just it's it's fueling everything that I continue to do, and it lets me know that I am in the right place and I belong here. Yeah. You know, because even Leaving music and coming into film, it at a at a school where everybody's a film buff, right? Right. Um, they look at me crazy when I say I haven't seen certain things. I remember I told somebody at school um, I hadn't seen Casablanca, and they were like, "You haven't seen Casablanca?" I was like, "Man, I'm a 35 year old black dude from from Maryland. Why would I have seen <laughs> Casablanca?" You know what I'm saying? Like, I I just I've seen what I've seen, right? And it's plenty of stuff. Like, you probably haven't seen. Um, you probably haven't seen belly or right. Mo better blues or right. any of that. It doesn't make me less of a filmmaker. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, for them to, to really champion diversity in that way and, and make me feel like, um, my voice is, is one that's desired right now. Right. Right. Not, not, it's always, it always needs to be heard. Everybody's voice needs to be heard. But the fact that it's, desired at this particular moment is one that i've been able to take advantage of um yeah. and, and i kind of told you i got to this school kind of on a whim man I, after that that film that we talked about in the first hour my my director uh, sean mathis looked at me he was like man what you gonna do next i was like i'm probably gonna drop another album <laughs> he was like nah he was like nah you not bro <laughs> he was like, you need to do something with this film like you, you really do so i i started looking up film schools. Yeah. And and I, I settled on I settled on two. I started calling around to people that I knew in undergrad that went to film school. I called one brother, um, his name's Du Boisong. Um, and I, I I cherish this conversation to this day, that is forever gonna be a part of my story. I called him because I thought he went to one film school and I was asking him for a letter of recommendation. And he was like, I mean, I can write you one, bro, but I went to AFI. And I literally said to him on the phone, and I, I I'm not <laughs> capping at all what's AFI? <laughs> and he was like, bro, I'm gonna send you a link. Um, send me that film that you did. I've been meaning to take a look at it. He right. called me back after looking at that film for 10 minutes and was like, what the F are you doing? <laughs> he was like, you better not apply to that school. You better apply to mine. And I'll walk you through the application process, write your recommendation letter, whatever you need, but you don't need to go there. You need to go here. Wow. And then that's that's where that video you were talking about earlier, the the draft, the signing day came from, because yeah. it was, it was literally out of me not thinking that these upper echelon schools were even worth me looking at. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, I didn't think I had the credentials to be there, but it was somebody seeing something in the work that I'd already created and saying, nah, you definitely belong, bro. And not only that, they want you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's priceless. And this is a cat that's younger than me.
1: Man, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's the that's the one of the biggest things to actually receive is when when people give you the stamp of approval when you don't even feel that it's worthy. Like, you, you know, Come because on. we we get so ingrained in the grind and the hustle to 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 create that we don't actually understand that the value of what we already created
2: is already there. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's a part of the hustle, right? Because you're always trying to you're trying to outdo yourself from the day before. Right. It's not that you're looking at other people around you. You just looking like, uh, I, nah, be I could have done this better. I could have done that better. <laughs> this ain't really where it's supposed to be. Like, let me get this straight. And then I get to this school, and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, I can do this. Yeah, I, I can do this. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, there was a we had this class in in our first week, and I, I remember they played this this short film and I'm like, I'm looking at this short film and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on right now. It was like super artsy and way left field. Um, it was about incest and then it turned into the music video at the end. I'm like, bro, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> right? And everybody's standing up and they like commenting on the films like, I think she meant this when she directed this part and this camera angle meant this, that and the third. And I'm just sitting there in my seat like, should I say something? Nah, I ain't going to say nothing. They're going to look at me crazy. And I just kept hearing people talk about it and break it down. I was like, you know what? I'm going to say something. (laughs) So I raised my hand and I said, I have no idea what this film is about. No idea. To me, film is about effective communication. And whatever this person was trying to communicate, I didn't get it. So to me, the film failed. Wow. And the professor literally was just like, thank you. Thank you. I sat down. We took a break from that class. I get out in the hallway. About 10 people came up to me saying, thank you for saying that. Cause I ain't get it either. <laughs> and I said, Oh, oh okay, they follow the status quo. Like <laughs> yeah. Y'all just like me. Y'all was scared too. Okay. Uh, now I, now I know why I'm here. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I'm here to be that voice to say, yeah, something ain't right. Right. And, that, and that's not to say that I'm always going to be right in my assessment. But my assessment is always going to be truthful and honest. And we get a habit of, as black people in general, especially black men, silencing ourselves because we feel like our opinion is going to make us an outcast or put a spotlight on us in a negative way right. or make us look aggressive or anything else. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. Yeah. So one of the first films I pitched, man, I-, I pitched it as a whole spoken word Wow. in front of an audience full of white people. And they were looking at me like standing ovation. And I was like, dang, this is crazy.
3: <laughs>
2: change
1: change the narrative for sure yeah man Man, that's big that's big so um i want to i want to shift gears just just a little bit Um, uh, i want to shift gears to the cnn interview and in skittles in arizona and mm. uh how that came to be what has it meant and um i mean i know it's still relevant uh, because we're still dealing with those things, but I mean, talk to me about that experience um, and and how it has what has it done for you um, as a male since, uh, as far as the work that you're doing and within the community and the film school and, and those things.
2: It um it first it, it came out of out of hurt out of anger and frustration, right? Because I I grew up at a time. Um, when there was, it was Rodney King. And then after Rodney, I think it was Amadou Diallo. And then the list just kept spiraling. Right. And Amadou, I think was in 1999. And at the time I was, 1999, I was what? 14. And that wasn't the first time I had seen it as a 14 year old kid. You know? Um, and, and that, that frustration just, after a certain amount of time, it just weighs on you. When you look for any way to, to speak your mind that you possibly can. And sometimes it don't come out in the best ways, but in this particular instant, it it, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it wasn't out of like trying to do something or make it be something. It was just out of conversations that I was having with people I was that were in my creative community. Um, my producer, Mike Aaron, was like, man, you should write something about um, Trayvon. And I was like, yeah, you are right. I should. And he sent me a track he was like man hey look i got i got kids do this one for my kids and i was like all right and i think that just gave me um gave me a responsibility you know when we talk right. about legacy earlier that's like the thing i keep thinking about yeah right it's because it's it's i don't have my own kids but i feel like what i'm sharing is for not only my generation, but for that younger generation, it's, it's kind of like like Pac said. Like I may not, I may not uh, change the world, but I may spark the the mind. that does, you know. And it's it's just putting that out into the, to the ether so that people can can pick up on it. And in this particular instance, they picked up on it in a way that I I wasn't even prepared, bro. Right. Like that that seeing an interview. Like if you if you really look at me and assess my body language, I'm a nervous little child. In that interview, that whole interview, because this was a company that I was working at. And that happened during the time when I had left. And I told you earlier, I took that I took that internship mm-hmm. at that studio. So they reached out to me. I don't even think they were aware that I used to work there. <laughs> wow. So I just walk, I walk in the building and my old colleagues are like, what you doing here? I'm like, they about to interview me. They're like, for real? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to go upstairs and and sit with Frederica in a minute. It's like all right, do your thing, and then I'm on TV for five minutes, right? I didn't drop none of my social media, I didn't tell them where to get the song. I no clue what I was doing, bro. Right, none. It was just that was that was how genuine I genuine I was in, in creating the, the the art. It was just I'm here because y'all like the art, so let's talk about the art. And hey, it's not really about a larger goal but now that i have that context and i had that experience i can say okay when i get this opportunity i need to do something with it to expand that box i can't just keep it all focused on this particular art i gotta think about future moments right and and at that time like i i just i was so unprepared bro so unprepared but i i mean shoot it it was a good look it was a great experience and I'm super thankful for it because it's everything I've done. The Trayvon Martin um, song, the video, or the, the, the film I told you earlier was about Tamir Rice. Right. Um, and I just got a, a scholarship from my school for another project I did called Numb. Um, it was a short film that I actually dedicated to Breonna Taylor. Um, it's a little three-minute short that they haven't released yet, but it was something we had to shoot on the iPhone, and the only thing I, only place I could shoot was in my home. Wow. So I just created created something out of nothing, man, which is it's just what we do. And when people like it or people love it, you just you run with it. You just run with it, man.
1: Man. That's um that's deep. I mean, you know, the the title in itself, Skittles in Arizona. The the two things that <laughs> that he had on him. Um, you look at it for me, you know personally. I look at it uh, totally different. Like yeah. my 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 son, my my oldest son, doesn't even go in a store and buy Arizona drinks anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he he doesn't. Yeah. He was a Arizona drinking machine. You know, <laughs> you know what I am saying. And and he he doesn't he he doesn't even look at them the same.
2: Arizona sweet tea is a staple. Especially in our community, it's the closest to your grandmama's sweet tea you're gonna get in the store. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, ain't nobody put you know much sugar in it. So uh, this is what we're going for. And it's cheap. Okay. Yep, I'm going for that. Yeah. But it's like even so like even the hook of the song, like if you listen to it, it's you can hear the anger and the rage in my voice. Right. It's it's just I keep repeating it over and over again. Skittles in Arizona, Skittles in Arizona. I'm on the corner with my Skittles in my Arizona. I'm such a threat. You scared yet? Black hoodie in the rain. Hope I don't get wet. Even NASA metaphor. He literally had on the hoodie because it was raining. And he got shot. Yeah. He got wet up by some white dude following him. Yeah. Man. I'm doing this one thing to keep myself safe. And here you come because you feel like I'm in, I'm I'm what? Imposing on your safety as I'm going the other direction? Like how much fear do you have to have in me, right? As a teenage, as a boy, but that's what we see over and over Over and over again. That's the story. And and to me, if we don't, if we don't look at that and one, see that we need to correct it, right? But two, see how much power we have. Even in our children, we missing the point. Right and that's that's the
1: piece that I try to highlight <clears throat> is the fact that there is power in our movement there's power in our action there's power in our voice um there there's there's power in the unity aspect right um but you have to be vocal in in all cases right and and not just vocal with being verbally, you know, in your actions, right? The things that we do, how we carry ourselves, and and the things that we teach, you know, how to how to handle certain situations or what not to do in certain situations. But ultimately, that everybody's not a bad person.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean. And and if you don't if you don't continue if we don't continue to give the the proper context to certain situations, even in the event of, then we could be actually sparking the next person to not do what's right or absolutely. to not overcome absolutely you know what i mean yeah. so um context is 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 critical um day in and day out is is key uh for us to actually move the needle forward as absolutely. we you know we're, we're responsible for moving that needle forward especially as creators especially as uh, influencers, people, uh, in, in the media and in, in all that we're, we're responsible for moving that needle forward. And if our actions and our, our work doesn't dictate that we're setting us back even
2: further. Yeah. I'm, I think you, you just threw me a lob to something that i I feel like is a, is a part of our responsibility I was speaking to. And I remember in my interview to get into the school that I'm at now, um, they asked me why I wanted to go for producing and not for directing. And I I literally, I I remember, I remember looking at the the woman that was interviewing me and I said, because I'm black. And she kind of like tilted her head and I was like, anything that I do direct that's of my own creation, I have to go out and find the funding for it. So I'd rather you show me how to get that and and what to do with it when I have it, than to teach me how to direct. Because that's gonna feed me for a lifetime. Right. And that's the part of the responsibility that we have in controlling our own narrative, because you're right. It's, it's If we don't give the context, if the context is skewed, mm-hmm. then the message is completely lost. And I think you kind of saw that. If, if you've seen Queen and Slim, that's kind of what the entire film is about. It's about context. Right. Right. The context of the actions of these two people who were just doing this one thing because they had to. Yep. Right. And then it gets misconstrued because the media does something different. But. As artists and creatives, it's it's on us to own that content and the narrative surrounding it. We have to have control over that. Because if we don't, it could be spun in ways that just get out of hand and and taken completely left field. You know what I'm saying? I think um, there's a film on Netflix right now that the marketing department kind of screwed up with. Because it's a film called Cuties. Um,
4: yeah, yeah, and yeah. We've yeah. been talking
2: about it a lot, and it's like the marketing for the 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 film was completely wrong, right? But if you look at the film, you're like, oh, I see. She's trying to make a point. Yeah, and, I, and I that's was... that's kind of where we are. Like we're at this point where if the artist doesn't control every aspect of what it is that they're trying to do, if you don't literally ask them what it is they're trying to say. And craft it around that, and you start crafting to make money or to get people to watch it, they're watching it without purpose. Right. They're guided without intent. And that's that's kind of what we see in, in our business when it comes down to to our stories. Right. It's like our stories are we usually we have plenty of, of directors that can tell boys in the hood and, and paid in full and belly. Right. But when it comes time to, to do uh birth of a nation, now, all of a sudden, the narrative gets changed. Right. Because we don't have control.
1: Man, it's, it's, um, and you're starting to see more, more of the, um, intent to control, right? The intent to, mm-hmm. to ensure that the narrative stays for, for what the actual meaning is, right? Um, I'm I'm thinking about, you know, certain certain movies, right? Um you mentioned, you know, Belly, Boys in the Hood, and how I view it as that's what the industry wants to continue to showcase um to create to keep the narrative of these scary, unintelligent individuals that only want to live in poverty, so on mm-hmm. and so forth um and when when you peel the onion back you can take boys in the hood ministers society any one of them right when you peel the onion back the intent wasn't really to to shine light on what these individuals were doing it was shining light on what they actually had to try and overcome
0: Mm -hmm.
3: you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. to go
1: to go and live in Watts and live in all these different areas and to be yes. be your your community and environment uh infested with something that was brought into your neighborhood right you didn't you didn't bring it it was it was dropped on your store- doorstep you know you go in any one of those communities and and there's every street corner there's a liquor store a bill bonds mm-hmm. uh, yep.
5: uh, a
1: cash assistance place. And you have individuals on a corner.
5: Right. And it was, it was almost like a running joke within my family when we would travel uh, and we would mm-hmm. go to other cities. And we knew that once we started okay, seeing the, the Williams chicken and the pawn shops where we mm-hmm. were. Yeah. And the MLK, you like see, you said.
2: MLK is it.
5: <laughs> and, with, and with the movie, you made me think about uh, one from that era, uh, Set It Off with F. Gary Gray. More people mm-hmm. focused on the violence and the and the the bank robberies themselves than what prompted those girls to band together to do it in the first place. Right, because that mm-hmm. was the heartbreaking part of that story That's that the they risked that was it lost. all. There was, there was so much hopelessness in their situation that they would risk it all to, to, try, get to try to get out. They yeah. weren't trying to just be yeah. Bonnie and Bonnie. You know, there was there exactly. was some there was some 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 real pain behind all of that that was going on within them individually and collectively. So. Um, Mm -hmm. narratives do get snatched. Just like you said. Yeah, that was a perfect example.
2: I mean, and it's it's, 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 it's an age old story, right? Because I mean, we all we all know stealing is bad, right? But if you're broke, you don't have any money and you have a child not feeding your child is bad as well. So which bad are you going to take? Right? Either you're going to steal this food or this child not going to eat and could die. So without context, you don't have any sort of empathy and they're literally able to erase our empathy because they control our context right It's the same thing we see all the time like you you see uh if there's a a a kid that's a school shooter and it's a white kid you put them up on the screen in his cap and gown and say oh he was so mentally disturbed but if it's a black kid the first thing you're looking for is oh can you find a mugshot right i've seen it i've (laughs) seen it Right, and right. I'm. I'm not saying these things off of just things I've. I've seen it happen. Like I've been in those conversations, and it's like we have a responsibility to ourselves and to each other to not allow it to keep happening, because the reason why it's happening is because a lot of times we've gotten to this this mindset of scarcity, right, mm-hmm. or the mindset of I, I'm the only one, and I have to continue to be the only one. That ain't good enough no more. It ain't good enough being the only one in the room no more. Right, right, and and taking that position as, ooh, I'm just so lucky to be here, boss. Nah, I'm, I'm we off that. We off that. Wow. Like we taking what's owed. Like I, if, bro, if I if I could get a tattoo right now, it would be that Jay Z quote. I'm overcharging them for what they did to the Cold Crush. Period. <laughs> Period. I'm I'm coming back to get everything we owe and and make no mistake about it like i'm not i'm not gonna be apologetic about it right i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna not speak my mind this is if you want to be in business with me or you want to do it. this is this is what you getting is what you hearing right now so don't think that that's going to change
1: man <laughs> yo that's 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 deep um <laughs> uh i can't I'm, I'm gonna have to you know take some time on that one because i'm a. am gonna have to reevaluate a couple things that's uh that's in play um for the future man but yo look i want to yeah. well actually let me do this y'all know who it is man it's your boy marcus stone host of the unapologetic hustle man and uh you know where we come from. Globe Life Park, powered by Fishbowl Radio Network and Bashani Radio app, man. And um uh, my, my guest today is is none other, man. I, I I gotta keep saying it, the award winning. If y'all <laughs> didn't hear me the, the other times, the award winning short film producer, Mr. Duran Jones, um, and he has been blessing us with some nuggets and gems and information, man. Um make sure that y'all y'all continue to 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 support, follow him on Instagram. Um that's I am Duran on all platforms, uh, website whole whole nine. So, um, and that's EYE. Okay. EYE Duran. Um and we're 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 talking about his journey, man. His his journey through uh school to work to understanding that the the work piece wasn't what he wanted to go on to open mics to creating and producing his own videos, uh, which were actually short films, um, you know, a little mini series, I'm gonna call them, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it led him, it led it's him true. to, to be on his path, man, uh, his path forward, his, his true hustle, um, and his message is clear, uh, and I, I see it more and more the more that I speak with him, um, and, and view his, his body of work, um. I, I wanna take this time, man, to, to offer this to you. Um know you have my support, brother. Um I I applaud what you're doing. Um continue to be the trendsetter that you are. I, I, I know firsthand the journey's not easy. Um but uh if there's anything I can do to assist you in your journey, man, uh to continue to tell your story from your vantage point, let me know. Um first I and foremost. You,
2: keep keep doing what you're doing man like this is it's so necessary because this is a part of us controlling that narrative yeah right because these these recordings these conversations they they're not going away now you know um one thing I, i i had clear in my mind from the point um when i decided to do music and release it is like words are the only thing in this world that you can't take back right once they out, they out. They out so there. you better use them with some kind of purpose or some kind of intention. And um, you, you are, you're you're allowing me right now to give context to what it is, that I'm trying to do. And I, I'm I'm definitely thankful for that to both of y'all.
5: And I'm thankful to Mr. Jones for crystallizing in one word the reason why I always said I always felt proud when I would watch your show because you allow your guests to provide their context and to control the narrative. Mm. It's like if you go back and watch all of your your shows in a row it's like a syllabus. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know a step by step guide <laughs> to 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 a hustler's ambition. Right. From from mm. their point of view, not something skewed, not something where people can twist it and 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 turn it from the from their mouth. This yeah. is what I did. This is how I overcame. This is th- these were the tools that I put in place to to accomplish when you get it straight, direct like that, that's you know. So to be the the li- li- liaison between the hustle and the hustler's ambition, mm-hmm. man, that's a beautiful mm. thing.
1: Hey, salute!
2: <laughs> it is, it is, brother. Yo, it is. and that's that's the that's the responsibility, man, and that 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 creation we talked about.
5: And he takes that's it serious, and I and I applaud him and you as well for taking it serious and and being another face out there that we can be proud of to when they start to to push the old narrative we say no but 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 have you considered such and such right. have you seen mr jones yes. have you followed his story yeah. like like we can always tell our kids now there's another way to do it yeah indeed and Absolutely. and 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 what doesn't involve bricks and and ports and you know mm-hmm. some of the clichés mm-hmm. that that we've all grown up with man mm-hmm. i i'm
1: a i guess you know i'm going to be transparent um in this moment because just because of what what just happened um, this this platform and the reason I I feel that I do it that way because I understand what it's like to not have the voice that's heard. You know what I mean? Because people that can see you in a certain light and already have an opinion formulated, right? I did seventeen years in the military. I had a voice to a certain uh, a voice up to the 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 level of rank that I wore. You see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I always mm-hmm. had somebody that can can say, oh, no, that's your voice is not relevant at this point in time. Right? You handle what's below your rank, so on and so forth. Right? But even in that same aspect, to have the voice to say that I'm proud that I've served because me serving afforded the opportunities and the, the avenues for individuals to do what they do on a daily basis. Right. Mm -hmm. there's still pride in that aspect right but this platform is simply to give people hope dreamers a vision and a way forward so that you can be the greatest of all time and the greatest of all time in who you are Mm -hmm. right not who anybody else is but you you got to be your greatest version of yourself each and every day Right. So that's what that's what I see my legacy being. That's why I pour so much into what I do and growing the platform so that more people can have that opportunity to tell their story from their vantage point, from their dream because it was given to them. So um, that's why I say it's therapy for me. Right. Because that's
5: awesome. That's really awesome.
1: You know, it gives back to me as much as I put into it. Right, and and to 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 have Mr. Duran on on the line and to hear his story and the similarities, but our journeys were different. But there's so mm. so many similarities that I can pick up on. I can pick up on his frustration for what's continuing to happen in our communities. Mm-hmm. I can pick up on his eagerness to want to change what people actually see through film, through his music. Through I I, I get that,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, but so many people don't hear it because of the context in which they first see it is mm-hmm. not there.
5: I think that, that that there are going to be and I'm going to just I'm going to just throw a number out there. There's going to be thousands of people who are going to hear his first hour segment when he was talking about transitioning from corporate America to following his dream and how his mom would look at it like it was so relatable. Right. It hit right in the in the spirit of who we all are because we've all, you know, that, that may have not started with anything you get a little bit of something it's hard to let go of that for something big <laughs> yeah. especially when you yeah. know it's coming every two weeks yeah, yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> to go and let that man. go
5: after all I've been through to get this man and and man. the fears Tell that 10, other people one <laughs> Sally May was getting paid back <laughs> <laughs> you talk about stress. Like, right. I, like, that right. hit me right in the core of my spirit, at, you know, when he said that, and it encouraged me. And yeah. it's going to encourage a whole lot of other people who may have fallen into to corporate America, but that's not really God's purpose for their life. Right. That it's a season of provision, but how do you get from that season of provision to what he's doing now, which yeah. is walking out his true purpose? Yeah. This show was a roadmap for that, and, I'm, and I'm, I appreciate him for being honest about it. Yeah. For saying, yeah, it was scary. Yeah, I had some trepidation. So all, so the ones that come in behind him can, can feel the fear, but not let it swallow us. Indeed, because we're seeing a, a living, tangible example of what faith looks like when you just conquer that fear and step out anyway. Man, that's what this show is about, man, and that's why I, like I said, I beam with pride. I've been, <laughs> I've been sitting here. I got a remote in front of the TV. <laughs> I really enjoy th- this show, and I, and I appreciate. Uh, all of the people that you bring on and, and all of the people that back home in my city, there's not as big as Dallas that take that. Hey, let them believe too. Yeah. You're reaching people in all corners of the world. You both are. And I, and I wish you both continued success and that your platforms continue to increase because you all are being obedient with it,
1: man. Absolutely. Look, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to take the time. I want to shout a couple, you know, we got the, the people tuning in on Facebook. So, uh, Shout out to my, my cousin, Ro. Shout out to our brother, uh, Rick Snipe Duran. He he tuning in, man. Thank um, you for
2: your service, brother. And thank <laughs> you for linking me with this, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, Miss Hattie Hess, uh, thank you for tuning back in. Um, hey, shout yeah, shout out, Miss Hattie. Uh, those of you in the NY, man, she, she has her own business barbecue uh, spot. Uh, so make sure y'all go and support. Uh, hey, Mama. Mama Connie. Uh, my mother is tuning in. Yeah, Mama Hustle uh my 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 aunt sylvia thanks for tuning in auntie uh who else we got um uh, my cousin kim hey thanks for tuning in appreciate y'all support um before we get back to the show yo look check this out uh so fishbowl radio network is um uh right now it is the award season right um so you know man your boy your boy uh, is in a couple categories, man. So I need y'all to go and go and vote for me, man. At fbrn.us, go and vote the unapologetic hustle to be, uh, show of the year
5: and host of the year. Right, man. not just a couple of categories, the categories, <laughs> show of the year and host of the year. I need y'all to vote for your boy. I got Tennessee backing you up. Hey, we 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 gonna get those emails <laughs> popping. We supporting the
1: movement. Yes indeed. Make sure yes, you go G. to, to FBRN dot man, um, and go to the awards section and uh submit cast your vote, man. The awards <laughs> Hey. I mean you, you're in the big box. I'm in <laughs> You know, let's make that happen, man. So I i again, I appreciate your support, your love, uh, and, and the growth that we've experienced, man. We're we're touching nine hundred thousand plus, so uh I I I hope that I can get at least uh, one vote from each of you. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know I I do what I do. I do it for the people, man. Yes, well, I think
5: that would be awesome for him
1: to be recognized for that. Indeed. So, um, but let's let's get back to it, man. Look, uh, we we touched on it. Um, I want to go ahead and cue it up, man. We touched on Arizona and Skittles, man, and you you were able to provide the context for it, but um, I want to take this this quick break so that people could actually hear Arizona and Skittles, and then uh, we'll get back to the conversation.
5: My message is, is uh, to the parents of uh, Trayvon Martin. Um, you know, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon. And um, you know, I think they are right to expect that all of us as Americans uh, are going to take this with the seriousness it deserves and that we're going to get to the Let's bottom to of, the top exactly, top of what exactly, what
6: exactly what happened. Skittles in Arizona, Skittles in Arizona. I'm on the corner with my Skittles in my Arizona. I'm such a threat. You scared shit? Black hoodie in the rain, hope I don't get wet. Skittles in Arizona, skittles in Arizona. I'm on the corner with my Skittles in my Arizona. I'm such a threat. You scared shit? Black hoodie in the rain, hope I don't get wet. Tears in my eyes, blood in these streets. They're hearing my cries as loud as they lie. But now I'm deceased. I got rest, but baby, there was no peace. Except for pieces of my flesh that they left on this concrete street. My life has been an issue ever since Emmett Teal could whistle. And if you pick a strange fruit, get a knife for that noose. Cause the poplar tree is very unpopular. But let me fight some dogs and I bet they face me popping up. On every news channel, big brother be watching us. And if your skin is dark enough, cops is gonna target you. Mama told us we gotta work harder cause we darker. But why work harder if black sheep are only getting slaughtered? I apologize to my sons and daughters for bringing you into a world that doesn't want you. Life ain't worth much, so I had to warn ya. I lost it all over a bag of Skittles in some Arizona. Skittles in Arizona, Skittles in Arizona, I'm on the corner with my Skittles in my Arizona. I'm such a threat. You scared yet. Black hoodie in the rain, hope I don't get wet. Skittles in Arizona, Skittles in Arizona. I'm on the corner with my skittles in my Arizona. I'm such a threat. You scared yet. Black hoodie in the rain, hope I don't get wet. I don't know what you're feeling, I'm <laughs> okay. Shots fly, cry, don't let me die Did you see what he was wearing? <laughs> yeah, a uh, dark hoodie, like a gray hoodie Shots you know? fly, doves cry, don't let me die Skittles in Arizona, Skittles in Arizona I'm on the corner with my Skittles in my Arizona this guy looks like he's up no good, or he's on drugs or something. It's raining and he's a Skittles in Arizona, Skittles in Arizona. I'm on a corner with my Skittles in my Arizona.
5: He's got his hands in his waistband.
6: And he's a black man. Skittles in there with Skittles in there with I'm on the phone with my Skittles in my Arizona. I'm such a threat. Just catch it. Black hoodie in the rain, hope I don't
1: get wet. Skittles in there with Skittles in there with I'm on the phone with my Skittles in my Arizona. Yo man, it's your boy Marcus Stone aka Hustle man. Um you know, you know what it is, man. It's the Unapologetic Hustle, man. And uh, we come to you live from Globe Life Park, powered by Fishbowl Radio Network and Bashani Radio app. Um, Skittles in Arizona, man. What you just heard was uh, one of the tracks from none other than uh, my special guest today, Mr. Duran Jones. Um, a very, very touching subject, but uh, also uh, a relevant one that that needs to continue to be had uh, in and out our communities. Um, but like he, like he explained it before, you know, you can hear the, the frustration and and the passion at the same time, um, in those words and, and in light of what actually took place. Um, the fact of the matter that, um, Trayvon happened years ago, um, and we're still dealing with it to this day, um, is a story that continues to to play like a broken record in our, bro- broken record in our lives. Um so we need to be that change. Um you hear me say that a lot, be the change in your community. Uh, we need to be that change. We need to have those discussions. We need to talk could continue to keep those topics relevant uh so that the way forward um is different than what the repeating cycle has been of our past. Um I, I can't say it no other way. Support this 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 brother on his journey. Uh because his messages, um, as he relates them throughout the music, his film, um, and just his walk is something that we need to get behind and, and stand behind, uh, because it's needed. So uh, I salute you my 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 dear brother man. Uh real talk. Um I appreciate your efforts. Uh they're needed. And uh know that I'm in a fight with you, for sure. Thank
2: you, bro. Yeah, that one. That one. Um, I haven't listened to that in a while. That one still hurts. It still hurts. Um, it's it's interesting. Like I, I, I got touched in a way that I wasn't even expecting. And it's it's just off of hearing it and and hearing that younger version of myself speak with so much passion and um. Man. Yeah, man. It's tough. It's tough, bro. Because I think that was the nugget of me starting to get that responsibility and and, right. and really feeling it. And in that song, like I hear it now and I hear it with a different context. Yeah. Like, it, it was literally, I was speaking to myself saying, don't let me die. Wow. And that's like, when you think about that, it's like, time is the only thing that can change anything, especially people but it's the one thing that we don't have is promised. Right. It's the most we valuable currency anything. that we have. It's it's really the only currency we have. Yeah. Right. Because especially when you look at the structure of our system, because our money is based off of time that we spend at work. Yeah. So it's 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 really that's all it boils down to is how much do you value your time? How much t- how much do you value that dash that dash in between when you're born and when you die?
1: yeah yeah
2: and that's that's your currency right there and like that that just spoke to me in a oh man a huge way huge way
1: man i i I like to tell the following man you know you we're, we're taught to uh to invest invest early uh and invest consistently in order to to create the wealth that you're you're looking to gain um I, I often take that same analogy but say, you know, the currency that you should invest is the, the currency of time. You know, we're we're given a certain amount of time and we don't know when it'll expire. So if you're not investing yeah. it wisely to leave the legacy that will continue on to be that generational uh wealth that is needed in your messages and in your walk, then um you need to you need to reevaluate yourself. You need to reevaluate yeah. you know, um, we have to leave something. What's going to be said when my time is up?
2: Exactly, exactly. And that's not to say that it's, it's to 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 downplay it like it's going to be easy because it's not. It's going to be hard.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. But be. what
2: I what I continue to tell myself is that it ain't it ain't nothing harder than being born with this skin. Period. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> ain't nothing hard. It ain't gonna get no harder than that. So everything else you're doing it, it it's relative to what your experience is already going to be. It's so like you got to you got to take account of your wins, your losses, learn from them um and not get discouraged. Yeah. Um, everything I don't know why everything always like for me it always goes back to lyrics that I wrote or or songs or art that I have created. And I I remember it was a um a freestyle that I did over this this track um called DFMN. Um and in it like in the like the last like the last eight bars, I was like, uh, how many shots does it take for a man to be great for MJ to master that fade away? For LeBron James not to pass the rock when the clock starts to fade because there's no D-Wade or Kyrie or D-Wade. Mm-hmm. I must admit, I've been laying bricks on most of my, sh- but truth be told, what the hell you think a foundation is? If plan A is the dream, the plan B don't exist. If you don't dream, what the, spe- what the hell you expect from your kids? I've been running from visions of me and see- seeing me be the villain and these feelings will become my penicillin, the cure for everything. Just want to ease the pain. The seeds don't ever grow without feeling a little rain.
3: <laughs> and
2: that that's like, that's our entire lives have been. When you're born with this skin, when you're born into circumstances that aren't desirable, these are not your choices, right? But so often people want to talk about what we chose without showing what we had to choose from. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that in that in that struggle, in that strife is when you grow. And it's, it's easy to say when you're on opposite, on the other end of that, that that struggle and that strife at certain points to say, oh, yeah, I did grow from that. But you got to even see that in those moments when it happens. I got I got to a point in my life where messed up things kept happening and I just kept saying to myself, oh, I'm gonna make a nice song about that. Right, <laughs> that's gonna be a nice film. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like you got to If you're not capitalizing on your own experiences and your own story, then you don't control your narrative. You don't, and you got to take control over that and 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 what you want it to be and and what it represents for everybody else when they hears it.
1: Man, so that's real talk. That's that's straight heat right there. That's straight facts. Um. Man, look, I want I don't want to I, I, I kind of wish I did have more time, but I want to uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want I want you to tell the people if, you you know, any any upcoming projects that you want them to be on the lookout for uh, that you want to you want to, you know, put out there if there's anything. Um, but also let them know how to get a hold of you again, man.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm working on um, my thesis film right now for AFI, the American Film Institute. It's called Five um it's with a writer uh, a playwright by the name of Keenan Scott the 2nd um he he did a play called Thoughts of a Colored Man and this was a, a story that he had that I'm actually um adapting into a screenplay
3: mm. and
2: um it's loosely based on my situation with my brother and just some of the things he goes through it's about a um a young man who gets incarcerated for um 7 years converts to Islam and he comes home and has to mend the relationship between he and his mother um there's a lot more to the story than that, but uh, I'd like you to follow it if you can on Instagram. It's 5, five the story at five f i v e, the story. We'll start releasing things off that, but but all of our thesis films at this school are, are based off of donations, um, so we'll start asking for those shortly so we can get it done. And this is this is our version of controlling that narrative, right? So the more resources we have to tell a story of this of this importance to our community. Um, the better it's going to be when we when we do try to control that. Because this is starting as a short film, and it doesn't mean it's going to end here. Yeah. Um, so I always want to keep that in mind and um, just champion so many different issues that we have, from uh, incarceration to recidivism to um, family dynamics and structure to poverty to um, mental health to religion. Um, it, it's so much that goes on in our communities that, we haven't had the opportunity to tell, right? Which is why we've been portrayed for so long as a monolith. Is because we haven't had that autonomy to tell those stories. Um, so I won't keep rambling on about that. But um, you can also follow me at um, me directly at e y e a m duran. That's I am Duran, d u r a n on all platforms. The website is iamduran.com. Um, and yeah, I'm going to keep putting out content and, and hopefully y'all will have me back, man. I really appreciate it,
1: man. You you got a home here, man. Whenever you want to put something out there, you, you already know, uh, let me know and we'll, we'll work it out for sure. PL, any final words, mm-hmm.
5: man? Um, I just want all of the, uh, the people who, who were able to listen to this to understand that the, the people that you, that you were listening to today, hustle and, and Mr. Duran, they're human beings. They put their pants on one leg at a time. They have mm-hmm. fears. They have. They get hungry. They get thirsty. They they are human beings. The difference is is what they they spoke about in the last block time. Mm. They understand the importance of time and they've maximized the minutes that we're all given equally each day. And to know that you can look and see real live breathing people living their destiny within the same allotted time that we all are given, and let that be mm-hmm. an encouragement to you as you push forth this next week. Mm
1: man indeed mm. well you know how it is yeah, man. Pass, the,
2: pass the collection plate on that one.
3: <laughs>
1: you know um you know i mean i i'm appreciative uh of the following um so i want to send a couple uh, a few couple shout outs that that i missed earlier but uh my uncle joel appreciate you tuning in um and uh, my cousin Loretta, uh, I appreciate my family is coming through strong, man. Uh, I, I appreciate the love and support um, they they have been there, uh, in you know, undeniably. Um, so it it is appreciated, and and I see you. I uh, love you for that. Um, but uh, it it has come to that time. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry people, but you know, you know, you know where to come every Saturday from 11 to 1, man. You can catch me here, Fishbowl Radio Network, Bashani Radio App. You know, uh, you know how we do it, man. The unapologetic hustle. Uh we'll, we'll have uh great guests that are on their journey, uh, and have a story to tell. But uh, a few last housekeeping notes. Um, make sure you go to FBRN.us Um and uh vote your boy, man. Host of the year, show of the year. Um I would love to take home that award because it will be an award that y'all have given to me, uh, from the following. So <laughs> uh not yet but hey we'll, we'll see <laughs> um, it's up. It's up. but uh make sure you cast your vote you can only vote once um uh, but you can vote. You, vote you can vote for both categories so um yeah let's let's do that um but as you know i wanna i wanna send a a, a special thank you uh Duran for for giving me some of your your day man I know you have another engagement coming up um I appreciate the the insight, brother. Um the the perspective. Um everything that you have you have provided the following and uh I look forward to what you you have coming up. And and like I told you before we went live, write me into a script. Right. I'm I'm <laughs> I got you, bro. I, got I, you. I need to add actor to my to my my resume, man. <laughs> That's the hustle. That's yeah. the
3: hustle,
1: man.
2: I got you. But
1: um you know, here it is, man, the uh, the hustle moment, man. Look, um, we have to invest that currency um, and invest it strategically, right? Um, you have to understand what your purpose is in order for your direction to be meaningful. Um, know that the obstacles that are in front of you, on side of you, and the ones that are behind you are all molding you for the purpose that you have been given so don't take them lightly um, but push through whether you got to run through it jump over it or you know move to the side it doesn't matter the fact that that the only thing that is relevant is that you have to keep going forward don't allow your head to be hang, hanging down low um, keep it held high but ultimately invest in your currency which is time and activate your hustle I'm your boy, man, Marcus Stone, a.k.a. Hustle. We come to you live every Saturday from 11 to 1, right here on Fishbowl Radio Network and Bashani Radio app. So until next Saturday, we'll see you. We out of here. Mm.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah. They tell me all the time. Levi you got going on now, you always doing something, always be worthy, I just tell them, how you expect to be great, but your hustle don't match, listen, the hustle unapologetic, can't help it, I'm built this way, it's probably in my genetics, refuse to live my life in death, feel with all this bad credit, be craving the sweet... Just like I'm a diabetic, I'm too sick, so sick I definitely need the paramedics Almost that I can smell it Some of y'all pathetic, you get the game But you never teach it, nah